It is uh, such a pleasure to be with you. Uh, I commend the singing. It's, uh, this singing is so hot, my geritol is bubbling. <laughs> and uh, I just greet everybody, Bishop Varnum. Uh, I told him before, I said, I'm going to do something for you that no doctor has ever done. He was in the hospital, had that virus in and out, all that. I prayed for him and prayed for him. I said, I'll do something for you no doctor's ever done. No charge. <laughs> and uh, so, so glad. Just give me just one minute while you're standing. So glad to see so many people. Our superintendent. Brother Boyd, my good friend, Doug Kleindeds, and his sweetheart. Amen. I saw, I saw Brother Crosley here somewhere. So glad to see you. And, of course, Jason. Okay. And, and I'm just honored to be with you. And uh, you, you people are just fantastic. If anybody couldn't be saved in this church, they need to go to hell. They need to go to hell. Amen. Amen. And that young man that, was that you? My Lord, man. You're giving me a heart attack coming across. I told them before, I said, I never preached that good when I was that young. <laughs> it was just fantastic. And I, I'm just. I, come here, Flash. You have to pardon me a minute. I'm an old buzzard and can't see. Put another piece of tape around there so I can see, okay? <laughs> Just don't tape my light. Okay, Flash, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Reading and your hearing from two portions of Scripture, from the book of Psalms, chapter 124. And, as, and I'm very serious. That, uh, I preach for a living. And, uh, and I really do. I preach for a living. And uh, I'm like a gypsy for Jesus. I got millions of miles on my carcass. And I go everywhere and I just enjoy here. This is just uplift. This is uplift. And, and I'm, I'm going to do my best to help you for a few moments. Psalms 124, beginning with verse 1. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say... Had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us and they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us, then they would, the waters had overflowed us. And this, what's going on with my tape here? What kind of mechanic are you? You know, for five bucks, you could buy a light that went over your pulpit. <laughs> I mean, they, they got 800 lights on the singers. Gotcha, Papa. Hey, he's got it over the, he's got it over my light. That's good. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. If I don't, if I don't preach good, it's your fault. That's fine. Amen. They would swallow us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us and the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream gone over our soul. 
and the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snares, the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Lord, bless the preaching. Help me to be a blessing. Let the power of God work among us. Signs and wonders and miracles take place. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. And, uh, and I'll go as quickly as I can. Although I'm retired and I've got no place to go. But I I'd like to read something that has changed my life. It comes from the, a cylinder that is stored in the British Museum. And the cylinder is the record of eight expeditions by Sennacherib. Sennacherib was the king that assaulted Jerusalem and tried to take them captive. That's where Psalms 124 comes from. I want you to listen to this. This was Sennacherib wrote, and Hezekiah, king of the Jews, had not submitted to my yoke 46 of his fenced cities, strongholds in smaller cities, round about, were innumerable. I besieged them. I captured 200,150, take them as slaves, male, female, horses, mules, camels, sheep innumerable. From the midst of them I brought them out, and I kept them as my spoil. They were overwhelmed overwhelmed of the fear of the greatness of my lordship. Hezekiah himself, like a caged bird, within Jerusalem I shut in. And that was the end of his writing. He conveniently forgot to say, and he said one angel killed 185,000 soldiers. <laughs> now you're not hearing me yet. You're, I'm a, you get with this music, get with me. Whose report will you believe? Now I said, I, I, want, I want to talk to you about the, the power of being overwhelmed, but never overcome. You may be overwhelmed by fear, but you don't have to be overcome. You may be overwhelmed by situ situations, but you don't have to be overcome. You may be overwhelmed by your finances and the power and pressure that you're under, but God is able to make you to stand. God is able to... You, you, you can sit down. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real simple, it's a real simple message. Uh, uh, excuse me, I, I, I apologize up front. I have this condition, and that's why I act like I act. I've escaped. I escaped sin. I escaped Satan. I escaped drought. I escaped... redeemed of the Lord say so. If it had not
not been for the Lord who is on our side. You, 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 you can be seated for just a minute. This is, so, this is so powerful to me when I read this scripture. In all the years I've been preaching, I never heard a sermon on it. I've never read a Bible study on it. I was in Cleveland last week preaching for a whole missions church that had eight people. And I preached like there was 8,000. Because the, the amount of people doesn't matter. I'm going to go a little bit further right now. And it's not the messenger, it's the message. We may have our favorite speakers, but we've got a God who is on our side. You'll be seated. I'm, I'm not trying to turn this into cheerleading. I would like to add a little postscript to the wonderful thing that you said tonight. You said a marvelous bunch of things, but you talked about... Uh, the word and about desire. Let me help you with this a little bit, little bit further, okay? Every promise of God, ready? Is not self-fulfilling. I don't care what they teach you in Bible school or headquarters or any place else. You can be pregnant with promises of God and die outside the promised land. The promises of God are revelations of divine intent. When God gives you a promise, he goes on record and says, this is what I intend to do. Then he steps back and says, now what are you going to do to make it happen? Sit down. Because the promises of God create pictures. And pictures create feelings. And feelings create actions. And actions create destiny. So it's not enough for you and I to be pregnant with the promises of God. We've got to act on it. We got to tear off the roof. We got to bust a move. We got to get through the crowd. We got, woo! We got to make contact with God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let me, let me tell you what, what Sennacherib's real mistake was. Now, he was an egotistical jerk, and he had all this great army and all that stuff. And you read that cylinder, what I did. And he said, and I had Hezekiah. Watch this. He wrote it in his record. Like a caged bird, I kept him in Jerusalem. And, that, and he stopped. And it was like God stepped up and said, and I got the key to the cage. You didn't hear me. He's got the key to your cage. He can, he can open your situation. He can turn your situation around. He can make a way where there is no way. Woo. I wish somebody would shout back to me if it had not been the Lord who was on my side. Sit down, 
Sit down. I'm going as fast as I can. You can now, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I got news for you. God was on your side when you were lost. God was on your side when you were doing drugs, when you were a drunk, when you were a thief, when you were a liar, when you were immoral. Now, you can sit there all you want to. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I look up in the dictionary so I look like I'm really smart. Escape, to get free from, to break loose from captivity or impending danger or upcoming harm, to experience relief or release from something. Escape E, that's us. A person who has escaped free from imprisonment impending punishment, tragedy, harm, or danger. I'm sorry, I've got this condition. I'm an escapee. You don't know like I know. I said you don't know like I know what he's done for me. Brought me out of bondage. You can sit down. I would have preached this for the general conference, but they forgot to ask me. So if I'm on the internet right now, I'll preach at the whole movement. This scripture ought to save the Pentecostal people from pride or ego, or arrogance. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, we'd all be lost. We'd all be going to a devil's hell. But God, who is rich in mercy, snatched us out. Just, just bear with me just a few minutes. I'm, I'm just old. I'm, I'm not wore out. I'm just old. I know I look 40, but I'm 76. But you got to hear me. Listen, I say this all over the Pentecostal movement. Some get ticked off. Some get happy. It doesn't matter. You ready? You ought to be able to go to heaven from your last church service. We ought not save our worship and praise for the good service. This may be your last service. You need to make it a memorial. Okay, don't, don't sit down. Don't sit down. I'm going to ask a question. Do we have any fellow escapees? a condition. I'm an escaped convict. The devil thought he had me, but I got somebody who can open the cage 
He can open the cage and bring you out. Just, just bear with me a few minutes here. I, I won't be long. I will be good, but I just won't be long. And Israel experienced redemption. And they got out of Egypt. Now, I always think that's one of the coolest stories in the world. And I'm not saying cool is to be disrespectful to the Lord. But I, I, I just think it's so fantastic that God would put on the largest jailbreak recorded in human history with a man who stuttered and a stick. No, no, no. Listen, you bunch of wussies, you missed what I just said. I appreciate all you Methodists and Baptists and Presbyterians being here, but I'm talking to some escaped convicts. Said the snare has been broken and we are escaped. And people who are escaped rejoice. They clap, they sing, they dance. They don't apologize for their emotions. They're happy to be free. Sit down just, just a few minutes. The Lord, the Lord shows up and, and deals with Moses. This is a blow up mind boggle. Moses has been 40 years in the wilderness. Now I wish I had time. I don't have time, but I wish I had time that you serve a God that is saying to you right now in this conference, if you want to, you can start doing what you once dreamed of. <laughs> Moses dreamed of liberating a nation. He went about it the wrong way. He was discouraged. He felt defeated. He felt like he was unloved and unwanted. And he spent 40 years out in the wilderness. And all of a sudden, here comes this God who lights up a bush and says, excuse me, hey, Mo, hey, Mo, I know you're happy and you're content taking care of a few sheep, but there are two million slaves that are sighing for a redeemer. Would you mind getting involved and start doing what you once wanted to do? Don't let the devil tell you your dream cannot resurrect. Your dream can resurrect. You can sit down. The Lord loves to step into what seemingly are impossible situations. Israel's held hostage by the strongest empire on the planet at that day. Sends in a guy that stutters. Now you say, how do you know he stutters? Because the Bible says he was slow of speech. Now if you read in the original slow of speech, was he could not pronounce his words well. Now, does God have a sense of humor? He's going to put the greatest jailbreak recorded in history with a guy that can't talk well. I don't want to hurt your feelings, oh, you political Pentecostals, but the church doesn't need the government. The church needs the kingdom of God. I don't, 
I, sit down. I don't want to turn this into a political rally. I may be very unhappy what happened in the last presidential election, but I got a word from the Lord for myself. He said, tell my people that they might understand that the heavens do rule in the kingdoms of men, and he setteth over it whomsoever he will, even the basest of men. So even if we have corrupt people and wacko people and dumb people, don't you ever think God has fallen off the throne? And don't you ever think somebody has taken his scepter? He's king of kings. He's lord of lords. He's the great I am, and he's on your side. You can sit down. You can sit down. I don't mean to be unkind, but you know, he turns around. He meets Moses and he turns around him and tells him, in, in uh, I don't know, just the beginning of Exodus, he turns around and he says, Look, I have seen the affliction of my people and I've heard their cry by the reason of their cast mass. Now, watch this. And I have come down to deliver them, to bring them up and out and into. I love that. God's always doing that. Up, out, and into. Up, out, and into. It ain't enough to get up and out if you don't get into. So we need to thank God for the church. Because the ch you just, just bear with me just a minute. So they escaped. And they get out, and Pharaoh gets ticked off and says, we let all that free labor go, non-union labor go. Let's go get them back. And so he chases them with the ferry, with the chariots, and he runs after them. And the Bible says, and they trapped him at the Red Sea. Now, either God is a bad military leader, or he's got something up his sleeve. I can see Pharaoh saying, boy, their God's not very smart. They've got no place to escape. And the Lord says, you want a bed? Hey, Mo, stretch out your rod over the thing and separate the waters. God that you serve can make a way where it looks like it's totally impossible. Woo. I'm going fast as I can. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to do something because you, you're interrupting me here. You just... And I appreciate it, but it says like, so they got red and he's, he's opening up the Red Sea and the wind blows all night. And then he opens up the Red Sea and before the chariots can do, the Bible said, God sends a cloud of fire. And the cloud is fire and then it's a cloud and it comes in between Egypt, the Egyptians, and the Israelis. And the Israelis have got light all night and the idiot Egyptians are in the dark. Yeah. And so, because, because you're not getting it, if it, let me try it, if it had not been for the Lord. I just wonder, anybody in this place, you can look in your life and remember when God stepped in between you and the, and the situation that wanted to take you out. The devil is a liar. He cannot have you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh, glory. You know, let me see this. I think that's kind of cool. Puts that, that pill of fire there in this cloud, and, and, he, and he puts that there so his people can escape through the Red Sea. Departed.
and they're running through the Red Sea. They just get to the end of it, and he makes the fire go out. And they start chasing him through that dry thing. And why? Because God's got another plan. <laughs> and as soon as the idiots get in the water, he says, tell the river and the water to come back. And he just goes, man, I wish I could find that stick. I'd like to have that stick. He just put that rod over that thing, and the whole sea, the Bible said, drowned them. Let me tell you, the God that you're serving has got so much power that he can kill what's trying to kill you. He can destroy what's trying to destroy you. He can stop what's trying to stop you. I wish I had a witness. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. You'll be seated. Okay, now, can I take this out of here? Yeah, I can. Okay. This wonderful choir, you're so fantastic. Would you like to move to Gainesville? No. no. We could, we could enjoy a resurrection. <laughs> you're wonderful, fantastic. But I, I just get a kick out of this because now watch. They all came through the river. Now, they're not spiritual. They're not godly. They're, they're as much idolaters as the people in Egypt. They're all messed up. They're whacked out. But God says, oh, I, I love these schmoes. <laughs> See, God loves dingbats because he, he, can, he can transform dingbats into disciples. He's the original trash man. He can take trash and transform it into treasure. He can recycle messed up people and make them into children of God. So, so, it's just now, so I'm going as fast as I can, Rev, okay? Just, this whole, it's exciting. It's exciting. So, watch. They get on the other side, and all these dead Egyptians are floating in the water. And they're never going to see him again. And just dead bodies floating everywhere. Now watch. And, I, and I say what you want to. Damn and condemn the Pentecostals that the ladies are emotional and the ladies do all the worst. Well, let me help you that. They got an example from Miriam. When, when, when they got escaped and, and when the, the enemy was shut down, Miriam. See, I, I, don't, want, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I don't want to be offensive. I, I preach for a lot of wonderful black churches. I preach for the PAW. I preach for the ALJC. I, I love preaching for black churches. And here's, and I can't see, so I'm sure you got a lot of black people here. But, but, but when you preach for black people, what, what's nice is they will tell you if you're doing any good. But you can preach for white people and kill yourself. You get to preach it for those black folks, those sweet black folks, and they just start, mm-hmm, hey, 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 yeah, 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 come on now. And they'll get to hooping a little bit. And they'll, they'll reach in their pocketbook and you think they got cosmetics. They got a four-foot tambourine. And they just start shaking. I don't want to hurt your feelings, baby. But if you're really apostolic Pentecostal, it ought to be dangerous sitting next to you. You don't know like I know. I'm an escaped convict. I'm an escaped convict. 
I got to praise him. I got to worship him. I got to dance. I got to make a joyful noise. He brought me out of the miry clay. He's... Sit, sit, sit down, sit down just for a second. I, I, I'm almost finished. I'm, just sit down. You, you understand? And, and Miriam, those crazy women, Miriam, whips out that tambourine. Shaka, 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 shaka. Read it. It's in Exodus. He said, and she took a tambourine and she got a hold of the ladies. And I don't know whether they had a victory march or just a march, but they started throwing down. And those ladies started dancing. You know why? Because the God who comes to your rescue has a right to receive praise and worship. It's not emotion. It's thankfulness. It's being grateful. When I think of what he's done for me, I got to dance. I got to shake my tambourine. I got to clap my hands. I'm an escapee. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Just bear with me. Just another minute. This is so, so powerful. So powerful. Oh, my Lord. I can't, I can't hold you. I just, I I'm not trying to be offensive. I just, because I, I can't see, okay? I can't see second, third row. I can't see out there. I just wonder if we could have maybe one minute of escapees expressing themselves. free, but he freed me. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. escaped convict you're an escaped convict I ought to be in a devil's hell but God who is rich in mercy snatched me out turned me around set my feet on the solid rock put a song in my mouth even praise unto God seated for, for just a minute. I know, I know I've had you going up and down, but, but you know, you know, little girl, I, I knew you when you was just a little girl. I mean, just a little girl. I knew Jason when he was just a little twerp. I knew, and I watched you grow up, and I, I've watched you, and you're, 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 you're where is she? Well, you're like your mom, man. I'm telling you. 
I mean, she's out there. Every once in a while, I'll be, thank you, I'll be laying in bed, and she'll just come in front of me, and I'll just hear her. I said, that is so cool. When, when I first heard it, I said, man, she needs help. But then I think about, well, she does her whistling, and some of you do your statue impersonation. If he's never done anything for you and never answered a prayer, keep your mouth shut. But if he ever made a way, if he ever answered a prayer, if he ever fixed what was wrong, if he ever forgave what was wrong, you ought to give God some strong praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to, I'm cutting this whole thing completely short because you people are going to preach me to death. And, and, and I just got a scripture I want to show you. Now, now and I'm, I'm, not doing a, I'm not doing a paid political announcement. Okay, you sit down. I'm not, uh, Doug, where are you, Doug? Okay, let me tell you something in front of this audience. It, I'm, I'm telling you something. He ain't paid me to do this. I, I was going through a tough time in my life. Yeah. You, know, you know, the only thing that hurts more than making a mistake is when you, the people that you serve and love let you know you made the mistake. God needs to deliver the Pentecostal movement from the spirit of the elder brother. Let me tell you what the spirit of the elder brother is. I will always define you by your worst mistake. When I was praying after I had failed and messed up and shot myself in the foot at a conference and said things I probably shouldn't have said, I said what I said was right, but I shouldn't have said it. I was just pouring my heart out to God, and God said, Son, remember this. I will never define you by your worst mistake. I leave that to your brethren. I ain't afraid of any of you. I have suffered so much, been beat up so bad. I... Brother Doug, I have been thrown under the bus so long in this movement, I've, de I've developed a Midas touch. Everything I touch turns to a muffler. You ready for this? But I'm still here. And I'm still preaching, and I'm still praying, and I'm still believing God. So I says that I'm almost done. So I said all that to say this. I want to publicly thank you for your wonderful book that you put out, Bounce. Man, that gave me more bounce to the ounce. I mean, I was I was picking low cotton, man. I was like just alone, man, just sucking my thumb and bleeding. And I, and, and I bought his book and I read his book and I said, wow. And I started bouncing a little higher and bouncing a little higher. And I said, you know what? I'm not interested in some jerk's opinion. <laughs> Tom Fred Tenney told me one day, he said, Brother Jeffrey, this, this is Tom Fred. Let me tell you something. Opinions are like noses. Everybody's got one and they all smell. <laughs> and I got, to, I got to crying and sucking my thumb because I was getting mistreated and I was getting damned and condemned and railed on and, and, and dumped and fired and, and all that kind of crazy stuff. And it was like the Lord spoke to me and said, I thought you said you wanted to be like me. Yeah. 
I said, well, I do. Well, I'm in the process of making you like me. I said, well, I mean like raising Lazarus and walking on the water and healing the sick. And he said, oh, oh, I thought more like being damned and criticized and condemned and blasphemed and ridiculed and hurt by people that you love. What are you, what are you just a little wussy? Little Pentecostal wussy. The, the wind's always got to blow at your neck, never at your face. I go along with what that young man said. We are in an ideal situation right now. Even though the government's going to hell in a handbasket, fine. The church can become powerful right now in this moment. We can have an experience of the supernatural and the miraculous and the unexplainable. I, 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 I just, I need five minutes and I'm done, okay? Five, sit down. I never heard anybody preach on this. I never read it anywhere ever in my life. I didn't steal from the internet. I'm the only guy in UPC. I don't even own a computer. I'm not against them. I just don't own one. I don't own an iPhone. I don't own an iPad. I don't like all that junk. It all starts with I. You know, Satan said that in Isaiah 12, 14. I, seven times. I, I. I don't even like the apple thing because it's got a bite out of the apple. That bothers me. It's like a symbol of but the, but the Lord gave me a thought. I didn't steal from anybody. He gave it to me. He said, son, tell my people why, why Zerubbabel, I mean, uh, uh, what's, the, what's that idiot's name I was just preaching about? Yeah, what his problem was. What was his problem? And I said, well, I, you know, he was egotistical. He, he said, no. He said, that wasn't his problem. And he said, and this is the same thing with the devil. It's his problem. Let me read it to you. It comes from Zechariah. Chapter 2, verse 8. He said, Thus saith the Lord, After the glory that he has sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, here it is, For he that toucheth you, toucheth the apple of my eye. And so I said, Okay, I've never heard that preach. What does apple of the eye mean? So I had to look in the dictionary. Here's what the apple of the eye in the dictionary says. A situation, a circumstance, or a person that is greatly treasured by another. You better get your mouth off me. God's in love with me. God cherishes you. And when he lets the adversary mess with you, he's got a plan. He's got something that you're going to come out of that with a testimony. I don't, I don't think I need to go any further. I just, I had a couple of things I wanted to say. You instead of, I just want to tell you, if it had not been for the Lord, to me, I, now this is me, my, my favorite prophet and preacher of the Old Testament was Elijah. I love Elijah. He's the, he's the man with the plan from the school to cool, the cat that knows where it's at. It's Mr. Firebrand himself. And yet he calls fire down from heaven, ends a three and a half year drought with a little 63 word prayer, outruns a chariot 19.2 miles to the valley of Jezreel, and he gets a note from an old bag. Wait a minute, you don't get it. He killed 450 of these prophets and 400 of those prophets. He is a bad dude. 
He gets into town. He's like Tarzan's mother. And who walks out but old Jezebel? She's unimpressed. Listen to me. The world will be unimpressed with the stuff that happens with you. You're not trying to impress them. You're trying to save them. And she says, I heard what you did to my old man, and you made him look really bad up on the hill with your magic tricks. And I saw you do that stuff, and I don't know how you did it, and you killed my prophets and my preachers. And I'll tell you what, uh, about this time tomorrow, I'm going to make you just like one of them. I'm going to cut your nasty head off. Love, Jez. <laughs> now, you would think that Elijah would have punched her right in the face. It's this old bag. No, listen to me carefully. Listen to me. Words have got power. Let me try it again. Words produce pictures. Pictures produce feelings. Feelings produce actions. Actions produce destinies. And he saw through those words a sense of terror and fear. And he ran 90 miles into the wilderness. 90 miles. Falls under a juniper tree. This is this prophet of fire. You know what I'm trying to tell you? The best of us have low times. Don't let the devil sell you a bill of goods because you're discouraged or you're disappointed or you're disillusioned that God's not going to use you and God's not going to bless you. That devil is a liar. You got to believe that God who had delivered you is going to keep delivering you. I'm almost done, Doc. I'm almost done. Sit, sit, sit down. I'm almost done. So sit down, sit down. So Elijah falls under the juniper tree. I mean, this is a guy who calls fire down. I shut up the heavens, he opened the heavens. He outrun a chariot, 19.2 miles. He runs 90 miles in the wilderness, falls under a bush and says, let me die. I'm so discouraged. I don't want to live anymore. God, who delivered the whole nation with Hezekiah, I am convinced, followed his little thumb-sucking prophet <laughs> under the juniper tree. And when he got him there, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I try to be spiritual. But let me tell you something. Sometimes your answer is not spirituality. It's a good night's rest. You can't burn the candle at both ends and somehow think you're going to stay healthy. You got to get rest. You got to eat. You got... I'm sorry I hurt you. So what does the angel do? The angel watches out for him, keeps him safe. He wakes up. He says, here, here's something to eat. Here's something to drink. I, I always blow, brother, kindness blows my mind. He walks up, wakes up, and looks like it's no big deal. Because, see, when you're used to living in the spiritual and the supernatural, that stuff doesn't freak you out. It's those of you that only go there sporadically it freaks you out. And he turns around and he says, here, eat and drink. Go back to sleep. And he just eats and drinks. He doesn't even say, read it. He doesn't even say thank you. And he just goes back to sleep. And the angel just watches over him and keeps him safe. Why? Because if it had not been for the Lord who is on my side, 
Then he, he wakes him up the second time. He said, arise, eat and drink. So he arrives, he eats and he drinks. And he says, for the journey is too great for thee. Now this maybe doesn't go for you. It goes for me. God has got so much goodness and power. He can feed you with something that you can go 40 days on. He went 40 days on that one meal to Horeb. And when he got to Horeb, he meets God. Now, now I don't want to hurt. I, am I on the internet? Oh, boy. Well, at that time, God was not in UPC. And I can prove it to you. Because God didn't bring up his mistake. And God didn't humiliate him and embarrass him and said, hey, you little jerk, how come you ran away? Why'd you let that old bag run you out of town? The Lord didn't do that at all. He just talked to him in a whispered voice. Elijah, go stand in the front. I got a job for you. Watch what he did. He didn't fire him. He rehired him. Now, I'm trying to help somebody right now. You may be in a low spot. You may want to quit. You may want to throw the towel in, but there is an angel on the prowl looking to locate you that wants to tell you he's not finished with you yet. Your best days are ahead. The greatest things for you are just around the corner. I need, I need three minutes. Three minutes, okay? Just three minutes. Uh, what, what? That's powerful. I, I don't know whether you guys ever heard about angels. You don't study angels. You know what's so cool about angels? According to Jesus, they don't ever die. He said, when you receive and experience the resurrection and you become the child of the resurrection and dieth not, but are equal unto the angels, which means the angels don't ever die either. That means the angel that killed that 185,000 Assyrians is waiting to help you. I mean, the angel that fed Elijah is waiting to help you. I mean, the angel that stood with Paul during your Rockladin is ready to stand with you in your deepest, darkest storm. Somebody needs to shout at me again. If it had not been for the Lord, who is on my side? Remain standing. I, I, I don't need to preach no more. I've, I've preached enough. I thank you very, very much. I appreciate everything you've done for me. I just, I, I, I had all kinds of stuff I wanted to preach to you and, and talk to you, but it's, it's okay. I just, I'll, just, I'll just end it with this. If, if God be for me, then, then who and what can be Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. I, I, I hope, thank you, you've been a very nice audience. I hope I haven't offended you. Please, please accept my disclaimer. I'm an ex-con.
I'm an ex-convict. I'm an ex-liar. I'm an ex-cheat. I'm an ex-robber. I'm an ex-jailbird. I, I used to pack a gun. I used to rob places. I was a bad boy. I was a pool hustler. I was a whoremonger. I was a horrible person. Now, when I was younger, I was pretty. I'm not pretty anymore, but I, when I was younger, I was pretty. And I didn't get in trouble with fast women. I got in trouble with slow women. <laughs> That's the problem. And so I had done all that junk in my whole life. So, I, so because I am an ex-con, I, I have no time to judge you. Let me tell you something. The more you and I act in judging, the faster we kill the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. Because the gifts of the Spirit operate by love, not by judgment. And if, and if you want to be used by God in this year in a greater way, then you have to ask God to get away from cynicism and criticism and being judgmental and yet... <clears throat> I made a statement to our church back in Gainesville a few months ago when I preached to him, and I'd like to close it with this. The Lord gave it to me. I didn't steal it. He gave it to me because I was dealing with something. I was dealing with, with failure. I was dealing with being ripped off by the builders who stole $800,000 from me, and, I would, and, the, and the Lord gave this to me. He said, every time you deal with grief, it's nothing but a moment of agony. But every time you revisit that, you resurrect it. I was so ashamed of myself. I was so embarrassed. I said, my God, I've been resurrecting this stuff for the last three or four years. Every time I go to visit it, I relive it. Let me tell you, the devil wants you to relive your failure. The devil wants you, he wants you to relive the mistakes you made. But he's a liar. Reverend, it's so nice for you to let me come. I, watch this. 22 of Luke. Simon, Simon, Satan has desired thee that he might sift thee as wheat, but I prayed for you. Now, now, now I'm leaving tonight, okay? I, I'm not finishing my sermon, but I want, I, want to, I want to say something strong. Contrary to what people are thinking, the only people that have Jesus' prayers on their lives is found in John 17. When you read John 17, he said, and neither do I pray for these only, but I pray, I pray for all that watch that shall believe on me through their word. So the only people that have the prayers of Jesus are people who believe the apostolic Pentecostal message. So, so there's no reason for you to be discouraged. There's no reason for you to be defeated. Why? Because the greatest prayer in the universe prayed for you. That your faith wouldn't fail. You may fail, but your faith won't fail. And if your faith stays alive, you can get back up. I, I, I'd like for us to just go crazy for about, just for about three minutes. I just, one more time as I leave the platform, I'd like to hear something from the ex-con. Woo! Woo! 
if it had not been for the Lord. I'm here, I'm here because of the Lord. Woo! He brought me out. He set me free. He turned me around. He promised never to leave me or forsake me. Woo!